Okay, hi guys. So we are your last two brain cells. Hi! And this is our first episode. We are going to be talking about the new movie called Moxie on Netflix. What's up, girls? <laughs> you know, I snorted. Okay, so basically Moxie is this movie about this girl. Also, I'm not going to give you any spoilers. But it's a movie about this girl and... She's in, like, high school and stuff, and she noticed that there's, like, a bunch of, like, unfairness and gender inequality at her school, and she, like, sets out to change it. So she makes something called a zine. Well, I think you should stop there. Um, in terms of giving more information of how the movie unfolds, but... Um, pretty much what you just said right now pretty much is summed up in the trailers which is good because we don't want to give spoilers um, what we want to do though is kind of talk about um, the theme in the movie within context today with regards to feminism yes and social issues so, first, let's talk about the Riot Girl movement, which kind of is what this movie is based off of. So, according to Wikipedia, uh, Riot Girl is an underground feminist punk movement that began in the early 1990s within the United States in Olympia, Washington, and the greater Pacific Northwest. So, it was, was it like, would you say it was like grunge, or was it kind of its own thing? I don't know much about it, to be honest okay. with you. Well, some of, like, the, like, bands included were, like, Hole and Bikini Kill and, like, uh, Sleater Kinney. And would you say, like, uh, what's it called? No Doubt was also, like, part of the Riot Girl movement? <clears throat> Once again, I'm not an authority. Okay. I do know the Hole, of course, obviously, you know, as it's connected to... Kind of the context of Nirvana at the time, it probably would have been grunge, but Bikini Kill falls more under like punk. Punk. So we're taking, you know, early grunge punk rock. Yes. So basically, the Riot Girl movement was just like a lot of empowerment with women in, like, would you, like the rock like scene. I guess you could say. Uh, right. But this movie, the girl's mother, who's played by Amy Poehler, is. She tells her daughter about all the things that she used to do for, like, all the things that she used to do as a feminist in the 90s. Okay, and then the daughter follows suit. But, uh, once again, we don't want to give you too much. Yes. <laughs> what we want to do is kind of back up right now and talk about why a movie like that is relevant today. Okay, so... The film industry hasn't, like, really... It never really started highlighting women's stories until recently. And now it's, like, become, like... Feminism has been more highlighted in mainstream media. And it, like, even within the last 20 years... Um, so... Well, and just to back up, too... Um, I mean, Hollywood has... Or the movie industry has told stories of women, right? Yeah. It's just within a particular context. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, and and when it comes to the story about a young teenage girl in high school, 
I mean, let's go back and talk about how high school movies, dramas used to be. So, for this example, <clears throat> I want to use The Breakfast Club. So, in the movie, Molly Ringwald plays uh, a girl who's kind of like the princess, the popular girl type of archetype. And I don't want to give too much away, but one of the well, boys... Well, Breakfast Club, you could. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, because... If you haven't seen Breakfast Club already, it's you have no excuses. <laughs> um, so, Molly Ringwald... <clears throat> excuse me. She plays this character who is like kind of the princess, the popular girl, and one of the boy, one of the boys who she's in detention with. I don't remember the character's names, which shame on me, but uh, yeah, but he is vulgar with her. He is a total and complete pig with her, and he assaults her multiple times. And the movie just kind of brushes it off as it's nothing, and like. In the end of the movie, they end up together. So it's like, I feel like it was kind of like promoting this kind of like, you know, behavior. Yeah, it's accepting the whole boys will be boys and we just need to get over it and move on. Kind of like what you would hear from the uh, critics of the Me Too movement. Yes. That's and what kind of we see unfolding in The Breakfast Club. Now, how is Moxie different from that? So, Moxie, there is one character who seems to have, like, that type of mindset, the principal, and she brushes off the girls when they tell her, you know, well, things that are happening re, re, in their school. Wait, <laughs> sorry. We might be getting a little too much into it, but um, let me see. Just erase no, that let, from let's, your mind. Let's, let's, let's think about more, like, the theme. So, um, as opposed to Breakfast Club and Moxie... When, the girls don't brush it off. Yeah. They, you know, they stand up for it, and it's not seen, like, in the 80s, it probably would have been seen as them just being, like, angry and, like, mm -hmm. stupid women, like, blah, 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 blah. But in this, <clears throat> it's like them, it's like them being, like, role models. And it's shown as, like, something, like, these women are standing up, and they're survivors, and they're being, like... Strong. Okay, now, as a young woman today watching it, um, and you've seen Breakfast Club, and you've already shared your ideas of Breakfast Club, how? tell me how it impacts you personally. That way we can get away from the actual oh, storyline yes. and not make the mistake of giving too much away. How does it affect you personally? So, I feel like... That movie made me mad. Like, not not because I was mad at the characters or something, but it just made me mad <clears throat> that that type of stuff actually happens to, like, women and girls, and it's just... It's just... It should be more unacceptable, but it's, like, mm -hmm. not. Right. Hopefully this movie really kind of invokes the imagination of uh, just society today... Uh, you know, no group in particular, just as a whole, to, to, we're creating these new, new narratives. So Moxie's helping create a new narrative of um, how, uh, you know, females and, and girls are portrayed just in culture generally, because Breakfast yeah. Club, of course, as you can say, they, as you say, the, the, the main 
uh, female protagonist is is a princess and she's um, she's girly yeah she's girly she's attacked she fits that binary um, box of of what uh, of gender identity and of course much more um, you know open in terms of uh, sexuality and gen- gender fluidity and not only that but they even include a Handicap girl, which is great. Of mm-hmm. course, it would have been nice if she was more. She was included more, but um, you know, it looks like we're aiming in that direction. So yeah, um, and then you said it made you feel angry. Um, you're going into high school next year. Does yes. it? Uh, how does it um, influence your your thinking and your expectations? For to be honest, year? it made me kind of nervous because I'm like, if. <sighs> If guys are actually going to act like this in high school, like, what am I going to do? Because I remember I was talking to mom a few nights ago, and then I started crying because I was like, oh, my God, what if, like, what am I going to do? There's going to be gross boys. (laughs) And it kind of sounds funny now that I say it, but, like, it's weird that I had to, like, cry about it. It's weird that it's, like, a worry for me because it Mm -hmm. shouldn't, like, going to high school and being with boys shouldn't be, like, a worry for me. Right, because when I, I remember when I went into I went from a private school to a humongous public school, and I was just I really wasn't worried about being threatened by boys or girls. You know, I was um, it was a semi rough school, so you know you you might want to stay steer away from people that are a bit on the rough side. But yeah, as long as you keep yourself busy and and keep to yourself, I wouldn't have a problem. But yeah, it wasn't imminent. Uh, danger from other people was not imminent in my mind. Um, but yeah, that's um, interesting to hear that it is much more a reality in your mind than it is in mine um, as a young teenage boy. Um, let me see. Any um other uh questions on on that one i think i'm good to go i I don't want to give too much away of the movie just definitely a must see tv that's an old cliche from back in the day (laughs) i'm just rhyming all the way no stop (laughs) (laughs) should we do a little bit about ourselves we just segue into you want to introduce who you are started the episode right away um so I'm Dahlia, and uh, this is just a podcast where we're going to talk about, like, pop culture and how it, like, goes into, like, different, like, types of activism and, like, politics and, like, just related to those types of things. And I think that's probably been done before a billion times, but this is just our standpoint on it. And I am Dahlia's father. My name is Joshua. Um, I have a regular 9-to-5 banking job. <laughs> <laughs> Before the pandemic, I was I was a sh- taxi for my children <laughs> after okay. work, before okay. and after work, and I'm looking forward to all the new opportunities and experiences Dolly is gonna come in come into uh, her high school year and you know finishing up middle school year. You so sound- a, I am a proud father of Dahlia. You sound like those contestants on like The Bachelor and Bachelorette when they're really? introducing themselves in the beginning. I've never, I've never watched 
an episode of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. I've just seen parodies. Which probably means that when I die, I'm going to go to The Good Place. Because <laughs> if anybody has watched The Good Place, they'll know that only people who watched The Bachelor go to The Bad Place. <laughs> I've only, seen, want, I've only seen parodies. But we've only we've only watched I've only watched the first episode, so I won't give any spoiler alerts on that one either. Alright, so um we covered Moxie, definitely a must-see. I personally think when I was done with it, I felt like something was missing and I was wondering what it was. So I just want to make this point before we move on to the next thing. Um I felt that Moxie could have easily been a series like a tv series or a movie series? a netflix series yes i definitely think it could have been a netflix series because it just seemed like a lot of the turning points in the story were just too quick and i think they it would have there was opportunity to build that story some more and make it more profound yeah closure would have been great on a lot of things like relationships and then what happened to one of the characters. So you didn't feel there was enough closure? Yes. Okay. Although it was a great movie and it really it really like brought to my attention a lot mm-hmm. of things. So it's a good coming of age movie and of course it's one would think it's geared specifically toward girls, but I think boys should watch it as well. So that cuz cuz if we're all going to change our thinking about gender um, you know, equality and and things like that, we, we definitely need to be op- exposing ourselves to the same narrative. Yes. All right. Uh, what, do you do, what do you have next on the agenda? Oh, I was... Was that it? I don't know. I, I do want to talk about a little bit more about one thing. One thing. Don't give spoiler alerts. Okay. Within the cast, there is a lot of diversity, and I think that's awesome, and I think that's great, but sometimes... It kind of felt like they were forcing it a bit. Mm-hmm. Like, there were kind of a lot of random things. Like, uh, I don't want to give too much away. Okay, I'm why scared. don't we say this? So, what, what, you know, this isn't giving it away. I mean, there was diversity. The main character's white. That's not giving it away because yes. that's in the trailer. And, and she was the perfect, um, I think, the perfect character for that storyline. Yes, I think because it was. she has a lot of things that she needs to improve on, and within the movie, like her friends, especially her best friend. Her best friend is Asian. Yeah, and she points out how like her the differences. Yeah, yeah, and like how the main character is different from her because she's white. She's white, and she can do more things. But the side so they yeah her best not to friend, get yeah not to get too much can't. into that, of course. And I thought that was good. Um, um, they so they address the issue of race as well as gender, right? Yes. And then, as you can see this in the trailer as well, uh, one of the other female protagonists is black, mm-hmm. and um, she's a very strong figure and a very inspirational figure. Yes. And she was perfect for that role as well. So um, yeah, it's just all around. There, of course. When it comes to diversity and inclusion and all that, I'm not an expert on how you're supposed to mix and match up the ratios, but um, I felt just given the storyline itself and and the way it flowed, I, I thought, personally, I liked the racial mix-up. Yes. Of course, if it was like in Southern California or New Mexico, yeah. I forgot, where did it actually happen? Uh, it sounded like, I, 
I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't I think they really gave it away. I, for, I forgot the state. I'm sure they do. But, you know, if it was more in a southwestern state, I would probably complain that there weren't enough Latinos or, or Asians, you know. And, yeah. And, uh, but I think uh, given... I think the context is, is not southwestern, so... Yeah. That should be fine. Um, but, yeah. I, so, uh, yeah, as far as the racial mix-up, that was good, and they did address race. Um, anything else without getting into too much? I think, I think I got it. Uh, I also did appreciate, and even though this is not what the movie's about, it's not like a romance, but the love interest was Asian, and that was, because we don't often see that. Yeah, um, what'd you think about him? (laughs) Don't make that face. (laughs) I mean, it was kind of the bare minimum, but he was sweet. Alright, yeah, he was a good character. Uh, One let me more see. thing. One more thing. Okay, go ahead. I I saw someone on TikTok point this out, and it kind of seems like we didn't really get to know a lot of the other characters' backstories outside of the main character. And mm-hmm. yes, that makes sense, but it kind of seems like all of the other like all the people of color didn't really have right. an outside life outside well, of the main. And character. that's why it should have been a series. Yes. A Netflix series. Oh, yes. And we could see, like, each episode from right. someone's point of view. Right. That would have been great. You could even see the villain. Now, the villain you know from the trailer, and you figure yeah. out who the villain is at the My outset. Chair. At the outset. Played by, uh, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger's grandson, I believe that's it is. That's him? Yeah. He's related. Wait, was He's he a Terminator? Yes. Arnold Schwarzenegger was a Terminator. So, those of you who are listening... Keep in mind, we have Generation X explaining to his teenage daughter <laughs> who Arnold Schwarzenegger is. And Arnold Schwarzenegger's grandson is the villain in the movie, and he does an outstanding job. Because you can, and you could tell, like I said, within you the tell first, he's not really like that. right. You, well, within the few first few minutes of the movie, you find out he's the villain. So I'm not. I wanted to punch his face. I wanted to get, but he like, does a wonderful job. He does an absolute outstanding job being the villain. Um, and uh, what happens to him? You know, I was kind of like I said that. I wish we had yeah. more background on him. So we could because, see the punishment. Well, the, the background on him would have been good because it would have show why he's a jerk. Yeah, true, and it could have like given an insight onto like how raising your kid can right. make them like. So Amy Poehler, <laughs> if you ever listen to this podcast, we just want to let you know we appreciate the movie. You did an outstanding job, but it should have been a series. Yes. <laughs> okay. Thank you guys so much for listening, and hopefully we will have another episode out next week. I have a bunch of topics written down. And if you are want us to talk about topics, feel free to reach out. Yes, uh, I don't know if you comments, can message I don't know on how, Spotify. I don't know how the, I don't know how this works, but if you can comment somewhere, throw in a comment. And you're not going to get professional expertise. You're just going to get two people rambling on with their <laughs> last two brain cells. Yes. Wait, I have to pull up my TikTok because people can comment on there because it's public. And we're hoping to have a guest um, guest speaker in the future who is an expert on Captain Underpants. <laughs> okay, so my TikTok is L-A-D-E-D-A-D-A-L-I-A-1. 
so la di da dahlia one it's very embarrassing uh but i'm using this as a chance to promote myself okay goodbye thank you so much